What's up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen. This is season two, episode sixteen of Josh's Proximity. Now, I kind of want to start off this morning just a little bit differently than I have any other of my episodes before. Um, you know, I'm going to get into my Giannis talk, the the Western Conference Finals, but I want to get started on Ben Simmons. Now, I have been a huge critic of Giannis and his shooting. But Ben Simmons is far, far worse than Giannis Antetokounmpo. You're talking about four years where his game has not evolved one bit. Okay, now this is what we did know about Ben Simmons coming out into the draft. One, we knew he was 6'10". He was athletic. He could. He's great in transition. And even in college, he shot just a little bit. But in the National Basketball Association, from the time that he was a rookie until now, his game has not evolved at all. Now, you all, everybody knows how I am about Lonzo Ball and how I was talking about his shooting coming out of college. But Ben Simmons has not evolved his game one bit. It just kind of makes you think, what the hell do dudes do in the offseason? If you are paid $80 million a year and you're only playing from October until June, and the only thing you have to do between June and October is work on your game or at least develop a jump shot, then what the hell are you doing? Ben Simmons deserves everything that he is getting immediately. Now, I remember a lot of people um, saying, they would take Ben Simmons over Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons runs the entire process. Ben Simmons, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he did win Rookie of the Year over Donovan Mitchell. And Ben Simmons is really that guy. I am here to say he is horrible. He is atrocious. Now, you're talking about six games he attempted in six. They play seven-game series, but in in the six games – in the fourth quarter, he didn't attempt, he only attempted one shot. In seven games, he attempted three shots in the fourth quarter. The last four games, he didn't attempt a shot at all. Game seven, he had four points. Shoot, I can do four points. Just going send me to the foul line. I'm hitting both of them. Four points in 36 minutes. Now I got a clip that I want to show you. And I'm gonna do a little voiceover over the clip. Now what the hell was he thinking passing this rock off? He had an easy dunk over Trey Young. He's 6'10. <laughs> Trey Young is six feet, 6'1 at best. He already had, he was already past Danella Garinari. So this just goes to show you that it's in his head at this point. I don't know what they need to do. And I'm glad that he is missing the Olympics. Uh for even competing with Australia and everything because he needs to develop some skill. Okay, yeah, he made a couple all-star teams, but what was it off of? First team all defense? Nobody's selecting Ben Simmons for offensive purposes, okay? Yeah, defense, he has it because he's 6'10 and he plays freaking point guard. But if a guy is touching the rock every single time, every single possession, and one, he can't make a free throw, until he is afraid to shoot the basketball, then it's mental. It's something, it's literally something wrong with Ben Simmons' brain at this point. 
Now, Giannis, I will give him credit over Ben Simmons because he may not make all the shots, but he's going to step up in confidence, and he's going to shoot that bad boy. He might miss him. He might airball at the free throw line. But guess what? He's going to tuck that elbow. He's going to go through his routine. He might take 12 seconds, and he might <laughs> uh, the free throw might get canceled. But the thing that I like about Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's not afraid to shoot it. Ben Simmons is a liability out there. Ben Simmons is afraid to make a shot, make and take a shot. Now, this summer, <clears throat> I think I got another clip for you. This summer, Ben Simmons was hooping one-on-one against, you know, people in the, in the regular gym. But when it comes to the playoff, when, it, when it's crunch time, when you're down two points, 88 to 86, if you get a dunk, you're still tied. And you pass on that for a guy that's cutting to the basket when you're right up under the basket? It's all mental at this point. Even like Joel B said, man, I think that the turning point was when, you know, we had an easy, easy shot at the basket, and we passed it off. The guy gets fouled. He goes one or two out of the free throw. They go down, they hit a shot, they're up three. And then, you know, he committed a turnover. And then they come down and they hit another three, and that puts them up six. That is that right there was momentum changing. Even if you look at the the, the fans, they're like, what the hell is he doing? He's right up under the damn goal. If he gets that, it's 88-88. They go down there, they get two points, 90-88. And then even if you come down, you get a turnover, yeah, it's, it's four points, but it's not six points. You can get a three-point and one. Like, I don't I, – I seriously do not understand what the hell is going on. If I am the Philadelphia 76ers – if I'm Daryl Morey or whoever their general manager is, he has to go immediately. I don't, I don't give a damn about his defense. I can find somebody that can play, go, go play some defense, man. I'll go get Patrick Beverly. Even though he's not, he might not facilitate the offense like Ben Simmons, but he's going to play defense and he's going to shoot the rock. His inability to even take a shot is, is hindering – one is hindering Joel Embiid's full potential because – Imagine if Ben Simmons develops an outside jump shot, outside jump shot, how much space the floor would have. His inability to shoot hinders Ben Ben Simmons. It hinders his entire team. Ben Simmons, you have to go. I'm trading him immediately. Yes, you need to work on your skills development, and this is serious, bro. Now let me go ahead and just get off of Ben Simmons, man, because I can keep going on and on and on. Now, I do want to recap Game 7. I will be the first to apologize to Giannis Antetokounmpo, all right? You made me look like a jackass out there, okay? And there's nothing else that I can say about it. You know, you did your thing out there this entire series. You know, I've been on a record stating that you're not that guy. <laughs> I've been on record stating that you have no game. But, boy, did you shut me up, and did you shut me up big time. You know, <clears throat> I do believe, you know, obviously if the Brooklyn Nets is healthy, yada, 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 but I don't want to take anything away from Giannis Antetokounmpo. He played phenomenal this entire series, man. He's a two-time MVP. Now, I will say this. The reason why I have been on record saying, you know, he hasn't been that guy or he doesn't have any game is because of what has happened to Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, he was up 2-0 against the um, – Toronto Raptors, and he had a meltdown, four, lost four straight. 
He was up last year. No, he he was down the entire series against the Miami Heat. Um, and this is a guy that was, you know, the two-time back-to-back MVP. And he came up real, real small in the playoffs. But right now, I, I have stated that he is a top-five player. And he is elite in everything. But right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, I, I said that Kevin Durant is the best player right now in the Basketball Association. But Giannis Antetokounmpo is making a push for top three, top two. Now, however you want to rank him, you know, you could put Stephen Curry at number two. But Giannis Antetokounmpo is right there, man. Uh, especially after this series, man, he's giving you 40 points. In game seven, he gave you 40, 13, and five while playing 50 minutes. Uh, it was 115-111 in overtime. And another phenomenal game by Kevin Durant. He had 48-6-9. Played the entirety of Game 7. And and not even just what Giannis Antetokounmpo did, 40-13-5. But he was also lifting up his team. Chris Middleton, 9-26. of 26. He was awful. Drew Holiday, 5-23. of 23. He was awful. And when you look at the the type of uh, energy that he had to put out, I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo was on another level, man. I got to give him some respect. Uh, but he's still not out of the clear just yet. But I will give him his due. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, you did your thing this entire series, man. Uh, there is no hate. I know a lot of people are saying that I'm hating on Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's not no hate. You know, I would just love for him to develop an outside jump shot. Uh, but like I said, you know, he is far better than Ben Simmons. You know, he's he's still taking shots. We might miss him, but he's not afraid to shoot the rock. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, I got to shout you out for that, man. Um, but you're still not out of the clear. Now, I do have you beating the Hawks uh, maybe 4-2, to 4-1. to one. It might even be a sweep, but I got the Bucks at least in six games. Shoot, so since we're talking about, you know, who I got in the conference finals, let's just go ahead and just discuss it just a little bit. Now, in the West Coast, you got the Phoenix Suns, who are absolutely on fire playing against the Los Angeles Clippers, who have finally reached their first conference finals in their entirety of their uh, their team. So right now, the Phoenix Suns are currently up 1-0. Devin Booker had a 40-point triple-double in the first game. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, they didn't have an answer for him. You know, Paul George, he is no longer he, – he's kind of teeter-tottering between, between being playoff P and, you know, the regular Paul George. You know, you can't call him pandemic P anymore or George Paul because he has been hooping the last two series, and he has stepped up big. Now, <clears throat> who do I believe is going to win this series? If Kawhi Leonard cannot come back, the Phoenix Suns, they have this series. And I like the Phoenix Suns actually in six games. Now, I will say this. The Los Angeles Clippers have been down 2-0 against the Jazz. They've been down 2-0 against the uh, Dallas Mavericks. And they were the first team in NBA history to come back twice from down 2-0. Now, can they be the first team in NBA history to come back down three times from being down 2-0? It has yet to be seen, but I wouldn't put it past them. You know, Tyron Lue is a great coach. Uh, but the Phoenix Suns, man, they're just on another level. You know, they're playing without Chris Paul, 
And a lot of people were saying, yeah, Chris Paul is obviously, he is the guy that's running that ship. We know Devin Booker, he is a scorer. But, hey, man, I'm looking at the stats right now, and it's kind of hard to say that it's not a 1A, 1B type show. You know, a lot of guys, they had Chris Paul being that number one guy. And, you know, Devin Booker, he was an outstanding Robin because he can score the basketball in so many ways. But I look at it at at it as a kind of a situation where it's Kobe and Shaq. Now, obviously, neither one of them is Shaq height, and they're not as dominant as uh, Shaq. But the ability for Chris Paul to go out there and manage the game and slow down the game to his pace and really be the facilitator that the Phoenix Suns need, it is kind of, you know, something Shaq-esque of how he's dominating the basketball but Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant, man. He can get it from inside the paint. He can get it from outside, you know, shooting threes. Yes, his three-point percentage is, is horrendous, but who cares? He has a turnaround shimmy. He has a, a pull-up game midi. Whatever you're looking for, he can, he can finish it with the left. He can finish it with the right. He can go dunk. Devin Booker is legit. Now, I still wouldn't take him over Donovan Mitchell, but that brother right there, he is a superstar. He is a superstar, and, you know, it's kind of hard to say whose team it is because Chris Paul has had a, such a, a great influence on the guys, but Devin Booker is no slouch at all. So I like, in this series, I'm going this, the Phoenix Suns over the Los Angeles Clippers 4-2. to two. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it went seven games, only if Kawhi Leonard comes back, but if not, I definitely see the Suns winning six um, but let's go ahead. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference Finals. Shoot, shoot. I don't think anybody saw the Atlanta Hawks coming out of the East uh, and making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, how many of you did? Now, I've been on record saying that the 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 uh, the New York Knicks was going to sweep the Atlanta Hawks, but man, they have proved me wrong time and time again. Um, from them taking down the number one seed in the East. The Philadelphia 76ers in seven games. Trey Young played outstanding that entire series. Hey, you can arguably, you can debate if he was the best player in the series. Now, Joel Embiid, he played a fantastic series. But I honestly and truthfully believe Trey Young was that best player in that series. You know, I'm looking at the roster right now. I don't see a scenario where... The Atlanta Hawks really have a shot. Now I've been I've been wrong twice. I've been wrong twice on the Atlanta Hawks. I was wrong in the first matchup saying that the Knicks was going to sweep them. I was wrong in the second matchup. I believe everybody was wrong in the second matchup against them against the Phillies, uh, Philadelphia 76ers. But it's really hard for me to see a possible a possibility where they win two games, man. They don't have an answer for Giannis, man. Who you going to put on him? Collins? Okay, you can't put Danilo Gallinari on him. You can't put Clint Capella on him. He's too slow. I mean, who do they put on him? Who's stopping Chris Middleton? I mean, isn't Bogdanovich hurt? I, I mean, I don't see a situation where they get two games, man. Drew Holiday, he's going to put clamps. I'm not going to say he's going to put clamps on Trey Young. But he's going to make it real, real difficult for Trey Young to get what he averaged last series, over 30 points. That's going to be a real, real tough matchup, man. Um, I just don't see it, man. 
I, th- I believe in the NBA Finals, you're going to have the Phoenix Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks. I like the Bucks over the Atlanta Hawks. Give me six games, man. You know, and if they make it to the Finals, I will I will be on record saying Giannis Antetokounmpo is that guy. He is. I've been on record. I'm still on the record saying he's not that guy. He's not out of the clear just yet. But if he makes it to the NBA Finals, I will say he is that guy. I was completely wrong all this time. But, I mean, I like the Phoenix Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals. Now, <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to go ahead and wrap up Season 2, Episode 16. And I haven't done this in a minute, but I want to talk about my ill of the day. My ill, my ill of the day goes to nobody other than Frank Clark. Now, we live in a world where guns, you know, you can get guns from anywhere. And, you know, I am a fan of protecting yourself at all times. I am a fan of concealed to carry. But if you're in the National Football League and you have an automatic weapon on you, a Uzi on you, and I'm pretty sure you had like a silencer or something on it, what the hell are you doing, man? Now, I, you know, I definitely want you to protect yourself. You know, if you need to have a Glock, go ahead and have a Glock. If you need to have a Ruger, go ahead and have, have a Ruger on you. Uh, whatever you're looking for, MP Shield 9, whatever gun you're looking for. But why the hell a Uzi? I'm not understanding. Like, I, I'm just kind of confused. Like, what are you trying to protect yourself from? A damn army? What are you trying to protect yourself from? Damn zombies? Like, what the hell are you doing, man? A Uzi? If you're going to have that, keep that at the crib, man. Who brings... I'm, I'm just not understanding. Like, this dude is acting like he's one of these rappers out here. Nah, like I just said, you know, if you if you need protection, have have something that's easy, you know, that you can conceal to carry, man. A, a Glock, man. A Uzi? What the hell is he out here shooting? What are you shooting? 30, 40 people? Frank Clark just got arrested, uh, you know, for illegal firearms. This dude might not be able to play in the National Football League anymore. He might serve Tom. Was it worth it? I'm I'm really having a hard time registering that in my brain, man. Like you just see a lot of times these dudes just throw their life away. Millions of dollars for something that stupid? Frank Clark, you get the, ew, my ew of the day, you dummy. All right, man, and just to go ahead and just wrap up season two, episode 16 of Joshua's Proximity. Hey, football season is slowly approaching. Hey, um, I always do this fantasy football thing. You know, if you want to be in a fantasy, a competitive fantasy football league, Please hit me up, man. You know, you can hit me up on my social media anytime, any place, anywhere. Uh, I'm that guy. You know, I won my league last year. I'm not even going to lie to you. I had Alvin Kamara. I had Travis Kelsey. I had Keenan Allen. I had Josh Allen. I had Jonathan Taylor. My squad was pretty stacked, man. So, without further ado, uh, I am excited about the conference finals. Like I said, I got the Phoenix Suns. Versus the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals. First time in Suns 
first time the Suns will be in the final since Charles Barkley, and this will be the first time that Milwaukee has been in the NBA final since what? Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So without further ado, we are out. Season 2, Episode 16 of Josh's Proximity. Thank you, guys. Peace.